Hello, welcome back to the Find Carry Bring podcast. We're into episode two, and I'm joined by very special guests. They were with us on Sunday in Hope Platform number two, um, Rich and Michelle Franzen. Um, I want to quickly give you guys a moment just to introduce yourselves. If anyone missed it, if anyone doesn't know who you are, doesn't know about Impact Africa, uh, I'll let you. I'll let Rich go for it since he did it on Sunday, anyway. But give us the the, the quick the quick snapshot of of who you guys are and who Impact Africa is. Sure. Well, thank you very much for having us. Pleasure to be here. Always fun to be with our our church family. And uh, so Rich and Michelle, eh, we're just uh, a couple average folks that uh, got passionate for the Lord at a young age and decided, felt that mission's calling to go and do uh, live on purpose for God's calling here in a foreign context. We're originally from the United States, but uh, have traveled extensively around the world looking for where we would find our place for that long-term missions kind of service. And South Africa became our home uh, over over 25 years ago and now living here full-time for over 18 years. So it's uh, definitely home and where we put our roots. And that's where Impact Africa was birthed as well. Where it's a, it's a NGO, local nonprofit organization here where we reach out to try to bring um, in different facets practical and spiritual kind of needs of trying to bring um, opportunity for people to come and serve and people that we serve that place of education and how to rescue people literally and spiritually. Mm-hmm. No, I, I loved hearing your guys story and I know I know I actually had a conversation with um, uh, Nick who was doing our online um, stuff on Sunday because he had uh, he had his first experience I think with you guys was when uh, everyone came into the street store mm-hmm. uh, it was hosted at one of your schools and so he got to see it and was like oh cool this is this is really and then hearing your story it was like I had no idea impact Africa was this big I didn't know it was you know this many things talking about the the five divisions of it talking about so many different areas where you guys do bring hope whether it's in education or in baby rescue or uh, wh- whatever it is. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who don't, who, who see that now, but they haven't really seen the, the story from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle, if you had to talk about the many, the many years, I mean, you spoke about just the waiting on Sunday um, from God really giving you a heart for it, a call for it, but then actually seeing it kind of come into fulfillment, moving here full time, um, bringing kids across uh, oceans, and then even having uh, a couple of kids here, um, Tell, tell us about that, what that journey was like, even just at a heart level, having to yeah. kind of walk, uh, walk that journey out. Yeah. Well, um, it looks all glamorous and, and fun right now, but, um, and it isn't. But, but um, the journey, it's, it was hard. It was long. Um, you know, when we really both had such a, a heart and, and dream, I would say, to, to come and to live and to serve. And um, then for it to, to continue kind of the wait period over 10 years before we ever really set foot here. Um, but then even when we got here and something I didn't share on Sunday is we didn't just start, um, put, you know, building schools and building baby homes and all that. It was a long wait while we were here as well of really finding what was our niche while we were here and where could we best serve and what was the need and, and how could we plug into that? And so it was years before we built our first school. And then even from there, it was, it would be a few years before we built our first baby home. So we're doing a lot now, but it's taken a lot of time. And I think kind of to borrow a phrase from John Maxwell, who's quite a leadership guru, you know, he says, um, it's not so much a story of success as it is a story of perseverance and our story is still continuing, but just feel like um, that's really been something we've learned is, is to really persevere 
uh, when it is hard, when there is doubts of, did God really speak to me? And is this really the dream? And is this ever going to come to fruition? Um, and to continue to be uh, just faithful um, where we were at in the time frame that we were at and the place we were at and where we were serving in the different spaces and places. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it was a, it's been a long process. Nothing has come quick or fast for us. And nothing that we're doing today was, was a quick thing or a fast thing. Um, wish it would be, but, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, so. I think it's such a, it's just a story again of, uh, of God's faithfulness to you guys, but I think you spoke about it and, and it's something we always talk about when we talk about the purpose step, when you talk about people and really getting this, this concept and realization that God calls us to, to bring hope to wherever we are, to carry hope with us along the way, right. um, to bring hope to every circumstance, every workplace, every school, wherever we find ourselves. Um, but so often that journey starts in our heart. Um, with you guys having so many, you know, you, you kind of your, your fingers in different pies, uh, where it's, you know, helping babies and, and young moms, where, whether it's going into high schools, uh, whether it's um, doing early childhood education, um, having kind of built up all these different areas, did all of them start at a heart level, God gave you a burden for it, uh, or was it all in the equation, or did some kind of join along the way? I'd love to hear Rich's thoughts on, on it. <laughs> Yeah, good question. And um, I think too often in our Christian worlds and circles, we sometimes over-spiritualize things and <laughs> Christianese words on a lot of stuff. But mo for us, a lot of it, uh, we just plugged in and were faithful and serve in that local context we were at. You know, it's find out, just get busy with something and then more definition comes. And as we started getting busy in the little areas and starting, more doors of opportunity opened up, as well as a few of the areas, it wasn't necessarily this holy discontent. It was actually more, um, we're in the communities, educating, we're evangelizing, and you start hearing all these horror stories of baby abandonment and abuse with moms and issues that they're facing. It just really ticked us off. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't a spiritual thing. It was really more, we were just really pissed off and said, I don't know what to do, but we got to do something. Mm -hmm. And we're in that space. And so that's kind of how that whole division started in one sense was, uh, you know, just that uh, a little bit of a, a discontent for the status quo. And we don't know what to do, but we're going to try to do something. And uh, I, I think in one sense, that's a, how God really works often in most people's hearts. It's not so super spiritual and people so often get bogged down with, I'm praying about it. I'm asking God about this. I'm waiting for the calling. I'm waiting for inspiration. I'm waiting for this, that, and the other thing. And really, if you drill down to it, it's already written in the Bible. You know, Matthew 28 said, go therefore and teach, you know, Matt's, Mark 16, 15 says, go and make disciples and teach and preach, you know, and Luke 24 says, go and take this message of forgiveness, salvation to all nations. Mm. You know, in John 17, Jesus said, you know, just as God has sent me, I'm sending you Acts 1, 8 says, you know, you're going to receive power and be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So trying to get across that he's already said go he's already said get busy he's already said do something you don't necessarily need a supernatural holy calling and uh 
anointing or three confirmations two times over, Put you know, just fleece. start where you're <laughs> at and do something you're passionate about, do something you're angry about. Mm -hmm. Even God uses our anger and discontent to uh, get busy. And afterwards, you know, we're catching up with God. It's not often that uh, God's, you know, um, he's already done provision and got the heart, the love, the compassion, the, the, you know, resources for it. We're just, he's just waiting for us to get going, doing something. And mm. so, uh, that's, nah. that's all, that's how a few of the areas of the organization started for us. That's all. That's awesome. I, I love that. I really loved, um, that analogy you spoke about on Sunday around, like, it's much easier to direct a moving car. And so sometimes, and we are that. I think that's who our, our, our humanity says, cool, I need to put out the fleas. Cool, I need to have it written on the wall. Hey, I need a something. And there's sometimes sense to it in terms of, you know, God of gives us his word, he gives us his spirit, he gives us wise counsel, all these things. But when it comes down to it, sometimes it's just us getting in the way and we're not, we're not taking that first step. Um, I love where, I love that scripture where it talks about, you know, that God's word is a, 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 a lamp to our feet, light to our path. Um, and so that I always talk about it, like lamp to our feet means you only get the next step. Like that's all you, that yeah. gets illuminated and you might get a big direction down the way. Um, but there's a lot of darkness in between those two things. Um, and so all you can really do is take that first step. Um, Michelle, if someone's in that space where they like have a heart for it, they've got something, maybe they're angry about it, God's put a burden on, um, and they want to take that first step, whatever area it might be, um, you got any tips to help them beyond just, hey, have the courage to do it, but just practically just to help anyone um, kind of move into a different space? Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of if, if something's past, you're starting to get passionate about something or, or you're angry about something or you're wanting to do something and take the next step. You know, I would say kind of as Rich was sharing a little bit on, on Sunday, what would you have to have to do anyway? Um, you know, where we were going to do schools and, um, well, you know, maybe it's whatever it is. Do you need an do you need to have education for it? You know, so are there some classes I can take? Or maybe it's something in the ministry that God is really putting on your heart and stirring in your heart. And so can I, you know, sign up for one of the classes at the church to learn a little bit more, um, you know, about biblical things? Or what are some of these small little things and kind of, you know, zoom out a little bit. We can get so narrow focused on, well, I got to do this thing and I don't know how to do it. The why usually is, well, it always comes before the how, mm -hmm. um, but it's starting to kind of zoom out and look at, well, what, what is in or what can I do next, even just very practically, that um, might help kind of scratch this itch a little bit and then get me to the second step or the third step. Mm -hmm. I love that. I really, really do love it. Um, Rich, uh, having known you for a few years now, um, I know you're a big strategic guy. I know you are all about numbers. You're the one who, you've got numbers in your head right now mm -hmm. um, that are of all the dashboard that you see. Um, and it can scare some people sometimes because you guys do so much. Um, but it's actually really helpful to hear those numbers sometimes. Um, and I just want to go macro scale before we get to micro, because I know sure. it's about the ones and twos as well. It's about the crazy stories. So we'll, we'll chat about that. But why don't you just um, give us some, some numbers? Because I think people realize like you are working in spaces where there's a lot of hopelessness mm -hmm. and you're bringing a lot of hope in different ways, um, very practical ways through the gospel, through evangelizing, through um, whatever it might be. 
feeding kids, giving them a great education. Um, but why don't you give us some of the the stats, the numbers behind impact? Because I think it's so it's so helpful to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple of those things, and it's again. Um, sometimes people in the church get scared of numbers, and we always drive into our team and say, "Hey, we count people because people count." And it also really helps us to have data points to match with our discernment of where do we focus our energies, our resources, our time, and be good stewards of everything. Uh, that comes with data. That comes with numbers. Even in some of the communities we work in, you know, we'll track how many man hours are served in that community. I'll know there's 10 people serving six hours that day. That's 60 man hours. How many salvations or how many conversations or how many prayer points? And that helps us pray over those things to discern, hey, where's the right factor? This community, we know it's a little harder ground. We're just going to be sowing seed and the numbers might not respond. But we also might compare it to the community next door where, hey, we saw exponential numbers of salvations or conversations, mm -hmm. and therefore we'll shift a little bit of our energy. Hey, uh, let's go where the fruit is. And so, you know, um, data and numbers are a big thing. You know, we have over 700 students in our communities, or I'm sorry, in our preschools. And that actually represents probably closer to in those households, you know, that's probably over 3,000 people yeah. just in those households represented in those students. So that gives us access right into a gateway into the whole community, to the hearts and minds, and access to the moms, the dads, the aunts, uncles, grannies, go-go's, and a lot of the community leaders that now uh, really get behind Impact Africa, open doors of favor, or allow us to come in with extra things with evangelism, humanitarian aid, the, the street store. It's not just something that church and impact decide to do. It's actually, we talk with the community leaders. Mm -hmm. Hey, is it, do we have your permission? Can we come and do this? Cause it also, when you, you know, inject thousands of pieces of article clothing into a community like that, it also disrupts the economic little street mm. stores that are happening in that community. So we do it with permission and um, their blessing as well. That's so cool. I, I love hearing the, the big picture stuff, which is always good. But at the same time, like you say, people count. Um, and I know over so many years, you guys have crazy stories where there maybe was hopelessness and, and hope got injected in. Um, but just to build some faith and encouragement, Michelle, why don't you kick it us? Well, I know you both got some stories, but um, even if they're current stories, stories going back, whatever, but just stories um, where, where you really saw it was, ho it was hopeless and, and hope came in and it changed everything. Yeah. Um, just anything that kind of sticks out to you. Yeah. Well, kind of where do you start? We've, we've had um, the privilege of, of sharing and talking and journeying with a lot of different individuals. Um, but I think one, it, 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 there's some very current ones, um, but one that kind of uh, sticks out to me, it was quite a few years ago, and uh, it was one of our students and um, one of my school administrators, my teachers, um, phoned me up and she said, hey, we actually, uh, one of our students has passed away. Yeah. He had drowned. Um, there was right in the in the area where they lived in their in their home they had like a little pool or whatever and they didn't they didn't find him until it was too late and he had drowned and so you know we went to uh, her and I went to this home um, is right over here in Blobosrand and 
we went to the home to, to visit the family and they weren't, uh, they'd never had an experience with, with the Lord, um, mm -hmm. where they had you know, spoken to the Lord. And in those situations, you know, I think we all know you, you, you listen, you, you mourn, you weep. We don't have the words to say, and that's okay. That's not the time to correct theology or to try to, you know, push someone to the Lord. And so we just, uh, even in a, in a cross-cultural situation, I couldn't speak that language, but um, just that language of a mother to mother, under, trying to, to understand and, and to empathize with someone who lost their child. Mm -hmm. You know, we just, we sat with her and we cried with her and we let her talk and she was angry and she didn't understand. And we just listened. Um, and, and, and that was about it. You know, we, we did pray with her before we left, but um, we helped with some funeral arrangements and different things like that. But it was just so neat because from that, then my school administrator, my uh, teacher was able to journey with that family. And that family ended up, that entire family came to know the Lord. Mm. And, um, you know, just brought a lot of healing. We were able to journey with them through the healing of the loss of their son. And, um, you know, a lot of it they said was, you, know, you you came and you didn't have all these gifts and all these different things for us, but um, you came and you were there. And it was that power of presence that was there in that time frame. And I think we've, we've seen that, and so many of our staff have seen that with in interns with so many different people um, uh, over the years that we've been able to just journey with and kind of come into their space and their place and bring hope and, um, you know, just be that, that presence, bring God into those situations um, and however those are. Um, yeah, so that's one that, one of the many that really stands out to me. Rich, tell us one of your, fa one of your favorites. Uh, I know you oh, have man. found them. Yeah, it, it's hard for sure because there are a lot that happen daily. But on the kind of the bigger picture for me, um, for us, it really is for both Michelle and I, we were developers. We love working and developing and growing people. And um, so part of our biggest joy is watching our, our African national team grow. And, uh, you know, we have the team is big. Yeah, Michelle and I are here, but at the same time, there's almost a hundred of us uh, behind the scenes. So it's a, it's a large organization that stays really busy, mm -hmm. but there's so many beautiful stories of um, one of my guys, you know, got, uh, he was actually from Soweto, but he happened to be over here in Kaya Sands selling drugs in the community. And uh, he happened to stumble across a group of Americans witnessing and evangelizing <laughs> in the community and uh, he gave his life to the Lord. And uh, then he started volunteering in the local church, volunteering with Impact Africa as a translator, helping us evangelize more and more in the community. And then he, he just continued to journey with us. And then he started volunteering in our high school programs. And uh, now 13 years later, you know, he's uh, one of our key staff guys. He's heading up uh, in front of hundreds of high school students a week, uh, heading up a lot of the evangelistic programs in multiple communities. And so it's that story probably, uh, you know, 80 times over of, um, you know, Africans learning their passion, their purpose, learning, a, in, you know, finding a job with dignity and purpose. And uh, uh, 
for me, that's what's most beautiful. Um, obviously, you know, we see the daily things as well. You know, just recently, we were able to be that first call when a baby was thrown in a river and you could tell it was a home birth and still slimy umbilical cord hanging. And, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's comforting that uh, immediately because of our education in the area, mm -hmm. our saturation with flyers and presentations and posters, immediately they called us and be able to uh, find a place of safety and refuge with that child and get it healthy and whole through the hospital process and social services and into a, uh, a loving baby home for that point of someday here soon into an adoptive family. Those memories stick in your head, not just the trauma side, but also we're often at the house when a new family comes and the mom and dad and maybe a brother or sister meet that child or they go home, uh, the adopted child goes home. Seeing a family birth in front of your eyes is, is very, very powerful and uh, you're just broken down in tears, just mm -hmm. that honored you could be a part of seeing a family be birthed right in front of your eyes. Mm -hmm. It is so cool to, to, to hear. Um, I think you guys, I just love hearing it. And, and it's, I mean, you talk about these things like multi-year strategies, and I know they're like just, they're big things and they're words that some people just can't wrap their head around. Mm -hmm. And hearing your story of going back 18, 25 years, I think there's just that, and I'm just so convinced of it, like when, when we're faithful over a long time, when we can so hope into uh, different fields, the same field, whatever God's calling us to over such a long time, it, it's crazy how we underestimate what God can do with that. And I, I think you guys have reaped so much harvest because you've been faithful to what God has called you to. But speaking about hope in the future sense, uh, yes, we have an eternal hope in our future, but um, what, what are some of the things you guys are really hopeful for in the future of Impact Africa in what's coming up in your next five, ten years? Because I know you're not the ones who are just going to cool ride the wave that's, that's presently here. What, what, what's some of the hope for the future? Wow. Um, I was going to say retirement, but uh, <laughs> that's not necessarily in our, our vein of thought. But, uh, you know, we definitely feel that God's help define a specific niche for us in the five fields that we're in. So we definitely know that there's uh, scalability and growth in those areas with baby rescue. Uh, definitely there's a sweet spot and a grace and a favor on that area right now. And that's uh, a lot of growth is happening here in the next 30, 60 days. We're opening another uh, baby safe location and counseling center, expanding the awareness team so we can cover more area, more ground. That message needs to get out there at a greater scale. Mm -hmm. Same in our high schools, um, being able to instill hope and education and just, uh, uh, you know, all those messages to high school students to literally, if you can get a hold of them in those, those pivotal years, you can change the trajectory of their entire life. Mm -hmm. And so we definitely want to expand the education side with schools and high schools the rescue side with baby rescue and awareness. Um, and we love hosting so many people that come through Africa on short-term mission trips. And we, we feel we're called to wreck as many people as possible with a positive <laughs> missions experience in the hopes that they'll get that bug, that calling for missions and as a lifestyle, no matter where they're at in the world, 
uh, but definitely with an Africa flavor to it. <laughs> always going to have the African flavor, which is always good. Absolutely. <laughs> and it does something special in the heart of Americans when they get on African soil. <laughs> Just need to see a lion or a giraffe and then you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. um, Michelle, if anyone is sitting and is sitting in the hear, hearing this and wanting to um, partner with Impact in any way, whether that's at any level, um, what are some of the best steps? I don't want to. I don't want to miss the opportunity for you guys to chat about that. But if anyone, whether yeah. they're South Africa based, internationally based, how do, how do they partner with you guys? Yeah. No. Well, we've got a website www.impactafrica.org. You can go onto our website and then just look at some of the different things that Rich has talked about, but the different different areas that we are involved in. And if you have a heart to volunteer or you want to get involved in some way or we're always looking for different, you know, staff, key staff positions and stuff, CVs or whatever. Um, there's some contact information on there and you can let us let us know. And we'd love to um, we'd love to have you come out with us. We have a bunch of um, high school students that often have to get their community service works in and stuff like that. So we always have teams, especially during this time of year and so on holidays and stuff. If people want to come and go out with the teams and go out into the informal settlements. I mean, a couple of years ago, I'm going off track a little bit here, but um, we did with 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 City, with God First at the time, but we did a huge youth um, out in Kaya Sands and went out into the community. And mm -hmm. there was probably 50, maybe more youth from the church that came out and went out with us and just did you know, worked in the homes and we teach you a little bit. It's not like we just send you out there and you, you know, you're just on your own. We teach you some different keys and some different things. And we try to, um, you know, bust out the awkwardness and, and help you uh, engage in conversations. And really, you know, the African culture, just people are so hospitable and so gracious and so great. But yeah, so come volunteer with us or um, drop us an email, get onto our contacts. And we definitely would, would love to have you. Um, can I tell you, I will be selfish because I have a mic. Um, can I tell you my favorite story of like my personal connection or moment with impact? So uh, when we were doing back in the day, I, I, was, I was still an intern at the time. So I'm talking, must have been like eight years ago. Um, we had um, that crew from Wesleyan School in Atlanta come over. So it was a bunch of uh, high, school high school seniors from the States in the Atlanta area at a very privileged, prestigious school um, coming over. And I love I loved the heart of the school because their whole heart was, um, we need to break the bubble a little bit because uh, the world's bigger than this little uh, prestigious school that, that these high school students find themselves in. And so partnering with us at what used to be called Core Now City Youth, um, we took them over and, and, and we came out and did some uh, some outreach with you guys. And it was fun because you have these high school students who they you literally are watching their world shatter because whatever they had in their head is so far gone when they're standing in Kaya Sands with mm. a in a shack with a dirt floor mm. and they're getting offered a cool drink and they're like, I don't know what to do. Um, and one of them, uh, there's a guy who I still speak to now. We're still good friends. Um, I have gone over and visited him and he he will always take me back to that moment mm -hmm. um, because it was a moment that mm -hmm. changed him forever. It's a moment where he's mm -hmm. gone and he's gone and done work in Zambia, gone and done mm -hmm. like done water wells, done mission work all over. And it all actually started in that moment where mm -hmm. kind of you watch the lights come on. You talk about like the excitement of seeing a family give birth, but like that was a moment where it's like yeah. missions got birthed of like, yeah. this is, this is bigger than me. Um, and so watching that over years and years, and he goes back to that moment, eight, eight, nine years later. Yeah. Um, 
and we got to build a cool relationship we're still friends across the world awesome. um and so yeah. I, I love that moment i always treasure it and yeah. impact helped make help bring that together which was which was really cool um but as we finish i, I really just want to i do want to say and we said it on sunday but we're so privileged to have you mm-hmm. guys be a part of our church we're so happy that you guys have stuck for mm-hmm. so long uh, mm-hmm. and just sown into us as a local church and, and and we absolutely love every piece of impact that gets um placed within city because it's such a joy and a privilege and so i just want to take a moment to pray for you guys and then sure. uh awesome. then we'll end our end our time together so um father god i want to thank mm-hmm. you so much that you are you're in the in the macro and the micro that you are the god who is over the world yeah. but you're over countries and cities and organizations and even in individual people's lives and and i want to thank you for just the journey Mm -hmm. and how the faithful journey the faithfulness of you on in in michelle and rich's journey uh is so encouraging it's so exhorting to us Mm -hmm. that all we want to do is grab a hold of that hope that you have given us and run with it um to carry it wherever we are and to bring it because we've seen the faithfulness of, uh, of Michelle and Rich in bringing your hope to so many. Um, Father God, I want to thank you that, that you place them in a local church like us. And, and we are so blessed. We're all the better because they're a part of us. Um, I pray a real special blessing over Impact Africa, over everything they're doing currently. Over their five uh, areas where you've called them, where they have got teams working day to day. In many things that a lot of people won't see behind the scenes. Um, but Lord, we know that there is sowing seed mm-hmm. and that harvest is always coming. Um, and so we pray for a great harvest. We pray for um, dreams and hopes that you've placed in Rich and Michelle's heart for the next season, um, that you would really water it by, your, by, by the power of your spirit. I, I thank you that they are just putting you first in absolutely everything, that, that they are so holding on to your hope and bringing it to so many. And that um, they are, are, are really, really... Um, just such an encouragement to us in their story, in in the inspiration that they are. Um, and so I just really pray that blessing over them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank, well, thank you, guys. You guys. Thank you. Hey, well, um, we love this episode, episode two. We've got one more still left kind of joining in with this series. So I want to encourage you, hey, if this is something that you know someone's going to enjoy, why don't you share it? Uh, make sure you subscribe while you're here on the channel um, so you stay up to date with everything that we do. Um, Michelle, Rich, thank you for joining us. Uh, Have a great one. We'll see you next time.